Okay, it is April 22nd, Sunday, and this is episode 120 of the Pinball Podcast. Jessica, how you doing? You didn't seem sure that that's what this was. Well, it wasn't that I wasn't sure, it's that I forgot to play the intro music. So, <laughs> let's be now? quiet. Yeah, let's be quiet for a second. Okay, so it's the Pinball Podcast, blah, blah, blah. How you doing? Good. That's my favorite Iron Maiden song. Yeah. Um, I think it's been remade once or twice, but that's fine. Uh, I like that song, too. And it's inspiration for apparently a great pinball machine, but you'll tell me more about that later, I'm sure. I will. You know, if you want me to. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I will want that. So. Have you been? I have been very, very tired. Um, That's what happens when you procreate. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's been good. It's been a lot better now that, you know, th- we know the baby's healthy and all. But um, he hasn't quite settled in yet to, like, any sort of sleep schedule. So he, he's awake a lot. And he's just, he's a little fussy pants. I think that's what they say, uh, fussy pants pants so i still haven't uh, settled into a sleep schedule so you've probably got a lot of time hey if you want to yeah if you want to come hold him at four in the morning (laughs) feel free um because he's up so are we (laughs) oh yeah i uh a friend of mine had a baby and i was there and they're just like oh yeah you you don't they just don't even ask me to hold the kid because they know. They know you wouldn't give them back. I get it. So, <laughs> uh, no, really, that's kind of been um, most of the focus of day to day life right now. But I don't know. I other than being completely exhausted and um, I don't know any other ways of saying tired, but those things. That's just been kind of it for now but it's fine it's fine it won't last forever is the kid playing pinball yet you know not yet and he here's the thing everyone loves to talk about how amazing babies are right uh he hasn't said thank you once for a single thing he doesn't help around the house uh doesn't pick up after himself freeloader yeah and i can't find a single common interest with him at all like i've tried pinball i've tried video games doesn't even seem to care. He doesn't even react. It's so weird. But mm. uh, well, we'll have time, uh, I guess, to figure those things out. But yeah, you know, it's always hard the getting to know you period. Yeah, I guess. But the there is a negative impact on pinball. Is if he's sleeping, I'm terrified to make any sound. So even though the pinball's downstairs and we have a basement door and it contains the noise a lot, I just don't want to be the reason for you know why he's awake and crying. So. I've been choosy about the times I play pinball. Choosy Jeffs choose not to play pinball. Just like, yeah, just like that. Um, so that's it with me, man. I tell it's been going. Uh, how's it been going for you? Um, man, it's been busy. Kind of. Maybe. I don't know. My schedule is so weird. Self-inflicted <laughs> busyness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely doing um 
been up in Seattle a couple times since we last talked. Uh, did Seattle Pinball League at my friend Tim's place. He has a really weird, interesting collection. Um, and his girlfriend Sandy made tacos. It was a pretty awesome day. We drank ghetto margaritas during the tournament. It's fantastic. It's like limeade and a giant bottle of tequila in big, big plastic cups. So, uh, good day. But he had an Orbiter one. And so got to play. That was the first game we played in the tournament. So that was really fun. Um, he's got some EMs there. Got to play Flash Gordon. It was a good, it was a good day. I super enjoyed it. Um, and then just played around, went to the Flip Flip week, Weekly. Um, didn't do great. <laughs> I haven't been playing great pinball. Um, but I went and played in it. And we went and played at Olaf's. Um, I brought the Come and Get It trophy from Australia <laughs> around to all these spots in Seattle and was taking pictures of the trophy on my little pinball tour. Nice. It's like the Stanley Cup in hockey. Just take it with you. Yeah, totally. Party um, with it. <laughs> exactly. Here are all the places the trophy has been enjoying playing pinball with me. Um, and then I went to the Monday team league that they do in Seattle. Um, my friends at the flip on the flip flip team, the wrecking crew, were playing at Jupiter. Um, and it was my first time back to Jupiter in a long time, but they have uh, the Bally wide body row. So got some wide body on wide body action in. Got to like just like basically parked myself on, yep, Paragon, Embryon, Space Invaders, Hot Dog in, like just stayed on that row. Yeah, that's fun stuff. So good. Um, yeah, so got to see a ton of people and then I went back <laughs> to Seattle went to Seattle, came back, went back to Seattle um, for the big annual 420 tournament at Attaball. So, um, you know, it's it's a celebration of our national holiday, April the 20th. It's like kind of like Arbor Day, but not exactly. There were people in dinosaur costumes, and there was a big bear on the roof, and then other guys in like tiger and cat heads were throwing quarters and uh, marijuana from the roof. Um, it was a good day. I want to know how much of this actually happened and how much of this you just visualized. <laughs> no, no, it's real. You'll I, I posted a picture that's just like confetti and part of a blow up doll and bears. It, man, it was weird. It was yeah. such a weird day, but it was really great. <laughs> I It was my first time going, and it was a hell of a thing. There was a hot dog eating contest, and the winner got $200 in quarters. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was really strange. That sentence has never been said before <laughs> on a podcast. I guarantee that. Not, no one's ever said that before. There was a hot dog eating contest, and the winner got $200 in quarters. <laughs> Yeah. Because um. for non pinball pinball people, that's almost a punishment. Like, here's 180 pounds of coin. It was pretty great. Yeah, it was pretty great. And then Raymond won it, and the, the prize was a meteor. So Raymond won a meteor. Wow. Lucky Raymond. Yeah, it, it was. Just, even meteors are away, away now, huh? 
apparently the the prize like that last year year before was a nugent so they're upgrading um <laughs> yeah i don't know the the event itself was outstanding the people there are all amazing i love them Adabaw was really fun. Took some friends up from Portland um, to play and hung out with Alan, of course, and um, Travis over at Flip Flip and got to to see all of my Seattle kids. So it was a really good day just from a, a human perspective. But the event was really fun and weird. The tournament itself, I was a little frustrated um, just because it was a qualifying format, which I'm not a fan of, um, like having to put tickets in and stuff. But we played in groups of four, so at least I was playing with people. And they're like, okay, hard stop. You have to submit your scores by 745. It was in the event announcement. They said it at the thing. They stressed it like, you know, finals are going to start at 8. So you have to have your scores in at 745. So... I put all my scores in and then my friend Stacy and I went uh, around the corner for a drink and a snack and we're letting everybody else get them in. So come like, you know, eight o'clock, they're still putting scores in. But as of eight o'clock, I was still in the top. It was the top 40. So there's two banks so the top 20 from each. So I was still in at the time that scores were supposed to be done and we were supposed to start the finals. They took scores for like another hour and all oh, of the regular players strolled up kind of late. And I was just like, okay, well, there's not a lot I can do about this except be annoyed. So the event was really fun. It was a little frustrating on the tournament part. And I know that they were like busting their asses to try and herd the pinball playing cats on 420 um, but at the same time, it was a little frustrating because it wasn't a cheap tournament entry or anything. And part of me was like, well, I should have just come and hung out and played the pinball that wasn't in the tournament, which might be what I do next year. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, sometimes just soaking in the atmosphere of a tournament happening is enough. If you get to play kind of what you want and at the pace you want, that's not always a bad way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's no way I would have not been there. Um, and it's, it's a relatively minor complaint in the course of a day that was supremely outstanding. It's such a good time. So, um, yeah, so did that and then just got back and I'm getting ready for throwing my flip frenzy tournament this week, which is super exciting. That'll be fun. Yeah. That went well the last time, so. Yeah, I know, and this is open to everybody, so we're doing it at C-Bar. It's $10 buy-in, and three hours, win as many games as you can. I'm stoked. <laughs> Go. It's, a, it's a fun type of sprint, so. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, well, has anything else been going on in general, pinball or not? Yes. Uh-oh. Um, where's news bulletin? I think there's a news bulletin. I know you want me to coming across the okay. wire. Here we go. <laughs> you got the noise. We're going to use the noise. Uh, um, this just in my evil evil is in Denver. It is. Yes. And 
you know what that means it should be ready for another move in june denver to salt lake so excited I know. I, I was actually hoping that I was going to be able to make it out to one of the Iron Maiden launch tournaments that I could bring it even sooner, but things didn't work out in my favor that way. But it's moving and it's getting closer and it's happening. So, so are you going to come here from Denver? No, not directly. Yeah. Right. It'll come here first, and then I'll work out the last hop. But that should be the last hop, so that's awesome. I know. I'm stoked. Um, and did you get mail? I did. And I want to post it. I want to post pictures of that thing. Um, I was going to go down to a Tuesday weekly tournament. And again, because life has changed a little bit, I didn't make it, but I wanted to debut it actually wearing it at a pinball event. But um, okay. yeah, I loved the little extra touch. Um, <laughs> that was on why don't you explain what you did? Because I know some people posted pictures already, but uh, mm-hmm. that was that was a fun little surprise to open it, unfold it, and see that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so everyone who's been involved um, in the evil journey, um, so Rob in Maryland, and then um, Tommy in Indiana, and then um, we got Robert in Oklahoma, and AJ in Denver, and you. Me. So everyone who has been a part of uh, getting Evil Knievel from my uncle to me in Portland, which is crazy, um, cross-country journey, I made some special hoodies when I did my Sea Witch hoodie run. So as opposed to um, having like the Bells booster um, on the front, you've got the Bells logo, but then the little name badge section is, uh, is in the Evil Knievel font and it says Evil Enabler. Evil. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> so made some special ones just for you guys as a thank you um, for helping and being a part of that because, man, that's just, you're all the best humans. Some days. But yeah, that was cool. Um I put it on. It's super soft and comfy and I love it. So yeah. Why is it so soft inside? I, I don't, it's magic. Okay. I don't know. That's all. Yeah. You never want to take it off. I have a few extras. If anyone's interested in purchasing, I over purchased. So, uh, just reach out sure. and let me know. I'm sure they'll sell. They're cool. I put it on to try it on and it fit perfectly. And I was like, wait a minute, this thing's soft. So I immediately took it back off tore the shirt I was wearing off um, <laughs> and put it back on and just let it rest on my bare back, bare chest. Well, all right. For a while. Um, <laughs> so. It is pretty luxurious. It's nice. So that yeah, I liked fun. it. It's Good. nice and lightweight, so you can still wear it here in the spring. And it was just cozy. But yeah, I liked the evil enabler. One day we're going to have to find out a way to get the entire... EE crew is uh, the internet I think is calling us Yeah. Um, together for a picture too bad. The machine wouldn't be in it. You know what? That's it. When I go out, everyone needs to go out to Portland at the same time. Okay. And group group photo in front of the machine. I don't care how far away you live, Rob get there. Yep. Got to do it. So. <laughs> and double danger is always traveling around anyway. So they're used to it. Double Danger is going to be at the Northwest Pinball Arcade Show in Tacoma, and I'm so excited. It should be in Denver, but it's okay. No, no. 
they should be in Tacoma. Hanging out with me, which is where you should be. I know. But I'm going to be doing this stupid show live at Denver. Oh. So, yeah. And, um, Congrats. I, yeah. <laughs> the, the back half of this uh, show will be uh, some prep work for that. And you're going to have a very key part of that. So it'll be fun. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but no, I love that the machine's getting closer. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm uh, really excited. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? That's the best news we have for this month. Uh, we could talk about some of the other news if you'd like. Yeah, let's do it. Should I press the sound again. Do it. Okay. Um, it is a very good sound. So let's start with the bummer first. And uh, I, for some reason, don't quite seem to think it's as big of a bummer as uh, the angry internet. But uh, Jersey Jack released a production update video, and they announced that there would be two changes to. Pirates of the Caribbean. One is that the uh, treasure chest lock mechanism uh, was going to be static and always open rather than opening. And um, that was just a reliability thing. And the second one was the three spinning discs that were just above and between the flippers uh, were going to be replaced with a single spinning disc. And the triple disc effect, um, for those that don't know, um, each ring of the disc had some LEDs on it. And the way that they lined up when the disc stopped spinning would um, spell out some sort of award. Like maybe the play, maybe on the large ring, uh, it would say play filled. And it would line up to give you like a play filled multiplier based on the other two rings or something. But that functionality stays in. It'll just show up on the screen. And then it's just a single disc. And they said again for reliability issues. So they made the announcement and I was like, ah, that's a bummer because I'd played it with the rings and I thought it was cool, but I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. Um, And then I I checked to see like what was going on uh, as far as reaction goes on pin side. And you would have thought there. (laughs) Yeah. You would have thought that like Jack had released some anti-Semitic rant video or something. I mean, people were ready to, raise pitchforks and torches and storm down to New Jersey and have some angry words. But uh, yeah, everybody, are you canceling? I'm canceling. This is ridiculous. And the best feature of the game is being stripped out. They need to pay us money back. It was just crazy. And um, I will say that I can see how you'd be disappointed. I just didn't think that people would be that nutty about it. So um, personally, from having played the machine, you've played it as well, right? Yep. So the rings were cool. Um, I thought they would have a larger impact on the ball movement than they did. Every once in a while, it would cause something kind of funky. But for the most part, they felt kind of like a standard spinning disc. Um, just a little bit of extra twist on the ball. Uh, the The big thing was the visual effect of the LEDs lining up. But um, I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact on the play, to be honest. Um, but they also did mention that the upper play field that rocks that in all these prototype machines, it's rocking at the same speed and at the same frequency. And that in the final version, it'll rock at different speeds for different modes. Um, or it might not rock at the same rhythm to make it a little bit harder. But, uh, so there's other stuff that's being changed, but those are kind of the two things that caused the uproar. So I don't know. I, I, 
to me, my take on it, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Probably not that big of a deal. Uh, I play my machines a lot. And if I'm constantly having to stop play to fix a couple of problems, I think in the long run, I'd be more frustrated by the problem being on the machine than I would be by the loss of kind of a, a neat feature um, in a game. And um, I mean, honestly, I, I actually still really think Ghostbusters is a great game. I just got sick of working on it. I got sick of tearing it apart and fixing stuff. So I sent it along and the price of these games as they are, uh, they do need to be reliable as well. So tough spot for JJP. I'm sure they didn't want to have to make that call, but it happened. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if people on Pinside were as passionate and outspoken about like political issues as they are about a spinning disc on a game? Uh, Well, I mean, all right. I don't get super into the pre-release footage or whatever as other people do. I genuinely just want to go play the game. So when the game is released, if I go out and I play it and I'm enjoying it, then that's a win for me. Yeah. Okay. And if the game is made more reliable, if it's, you know, if they don't think that it's having such a huge effect, that game sounded super complicated to begin with, um, with so many different things going on. So maybe this is a smart move. And maybe they bring that mechanism back once, you know, in a future game when they get some of the kinks worked out. Sure. But um, I don't know if that's the thing that's going to stop you from buying the game or if that's the thing that's going to make you cancel your order on the game. Cool. Go, go get another game. I don't, I don't understand why it has to be a whole thing. Like if you're just (laughs) spending the money because it's the triple spinning disc then I think you're missing the larger point of having fun and playing pinball. But maybe that's just me. And for those canceling, like I wasn't saying, oh, you're an idiot for canceling. I'd say at the price these games are at, um, if that's a tipping point for you, then okay. Then cancel your order. If you don't feel good about buying it, you certainly shouldn't spend $9,500 on something you feel weird about. That's that's not how this should work. I know. Right. Wow. Is, isn't that what it is for the L? That's the LE. It's 9500 Um because it was a $500 price jump from dialed in. So mm. um, so the standard, I think, is $8,500. Uh, yeah. So if, if that's going to be something that's going to bother you about the game in the long run, get out. Uh, as far as like JJP, I think they traded in a short-term black eye for um, a long-term you know, benefit because if that game had gone out there and those two mechs were just unreliable or problematic and breaking down, then I think you would have had a lot more of a an outrage. Like this game's always broken; we can't put it on location. Or every time I have a pinball party, I have to end up shutting it off because the discs don't align or whatever. So, do you think it's, it's just a tough situation? Do you think that this became a problem because they were so? they were trying to get a jump so quickly on announcing the game and showing the game that they didn't put enough time play testing it in. Like, have we created an environment now where we're like, if a, if a manufacturer isn't showing a machine at a new show, then we're like, everyone's like, well, Oh, they didn't have a game out. Cause I've heard that before you go to a show and they're just like, Oh, Stern didn't bring a game or JJP didn't bring the game that they said they were going to have. Would you rather 
have them wait and show the game after they've had time to test it. That's what I would, you know, I would think, but I feel like we've kind of pushed manufacturers into a corner where they're expected to be able to show something. So they jump in and they've got all of these ideas that seem great. And then they actually put the time play testing in and they're just like, uh, we need to reevaluate this. Like what's the better option? Yeah. So I, I actually would prefer that they just go ahead and put what they think the game's going to be out there. Um, Cause the reason that this changed is in the factory and internal testing, they thought it was fine. They didn't run into um, problems at a frequency that bothered them enough to consider changing the max. But after taking it around to shows for a year uh, or six months or whatever it was, then they started realizing that it wasn't as reliable as it, as it was in their internal testing to what they originally thought it was. So with that, it, it kind kind of has gone, I mean, gone are the days where you can put a game out at a test location and it can be quietly tested in an arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause everyone's got a cell phone everybody's got a YouTube channel or, you know, Facebook live and they will run and expose it to the world now. So if it's going to get exposed either way, cause you have to test these things. I would think that we should just get used to the idea that these games are not final until they go into production and things may change for the better or at least for the perceived better, or they might change for the perceived worse or actual worse, but that's going to have to be the nature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if we want to get a good look at them early, I think you need to do. Um, well, n- never mind. I don't want to say it this way. I don't. So you should be like me. Um, <laughs> I think that you need to stop making buying decisions based on someone's crappy cell phone video of a game that's not due <laughs> out for six months. Yeah. Um, if you're going to spend ninety five hundred dollars on a machine, spend two hundred dollars in gas and drive to one of these shows and go flip on the game. Because for those that have actually played Pirates, they don't think the spinning disc is a huge deal. They're like, yeah, I played it. It kind of moved the ball around just like a disc. Um, but what really is impressive is the rocking upper play field or the diverter on the left ramp, which is really cool how it works for certain modes. Or that there's a gobble hole underneath the, well, it's, I guess it's just an open hole, underneath the, one of the upper play field flippers. Or You just start finding all this cool stuff and... Um, from a feature standpoint, when you're watching a video, the discs seem like a big deal. But when you're playing the game, they very quickly fade to the background of what's going on. Um, and I've had that ish- that with a lot of games where I either was super hyped up about them and I played them and I, I cooled on them. Or the opposite, where I, it really wasn't on my radar and I played it and then got super into it. That, that's what happened with ACDC because I do not like the band. It's not my type of music. And... I had just a very passing interest in it. It's like, hey, it's new pinball. I played it, fell in love with it. I came home. I got home on Sunday and I was ordering one on Monday. Uh, So that's how it happened. But these shows are happening everywhere. You just need to get out and play it. And then you can decide without hyping yourself up so much from somebody's cell phone footage whether or not this game is going to be the one for you. So. Hopefully, uh, we don't lose all of our new Australian listeners by you saying that you don't like ACDC. Uh, I'm sure the fellows <laughs> in ACDC are great, except for the you know the murderous types. But um, it's just not my. I, there, it's not like Iron Maiden, where um, if it comes on, I'm going to have like a stress response. I just I wouldn't just put it on. Uh, you know, I listen to it. 
but it but if it if it's on on the radio, I can stay in the room. So, oh my gosh, that that's not a joke, by the way. The whole Iron Maiden gives me a stress response. It truly does. Like my palms sweat, and I I feel like I need to run away. Um, just like pop country, same thing. I just <laughs> oh, out of here. um, those aren't the only sounds. Those are just the only musical genres that do it to me. So. Got it. Um, so yeah, JJP, I think they're probably making the right call. It's not the most popular call right now, but in the long run, um, it'll probably just be for the better. It just doesn't look like it right now. And I understand why people are disappointed. Yeah. I just want to see the production game and flip on it. I will say that the art on the disc isn't super great. I agree with people who are saying it looks like kind of like a messy pizza. Um, it's the map that that's spinning around, but no, it, it doesn't look, I mean, nothing looks like anything while it's spinning anyway, but they just want to harken back to one of the pinball classics, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's kind of what, you know, it looks like, um, if it was drawn by someone of lesser talents, but (laughs) they're like, we know what'll soften the blow of reducing it to one disc from three. Let's remind people of the classic TMNT. Hey, that was one of the very first games to feature Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so respect it. I'm, I'm not- um, <laughs> okay. So the, the next bit of news, uh, as we very gracefully transition out of that Super one, uh, is that Iron Maiden has shipped. Um, we talked about it last show because it had been fully unveiled and, uh, Boy, people are happy with this one, which makes me happy in return. So, right. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I know you have, and you put some good time on it. And I've talked to plenty of people who have as well. So, I want to hear your impressions. Uh, I won't harp about the theme. I, I did that last episode, and there's not going to be anything that's going to flip my feelings on that. I'm still excited to play the game. So, there. That's my disclaimer. Now, tell me about it. Okay. Well, you forgot to play the news bulletin for me talking about Iron Maiden. Okay. No, you're playing this just in. <laughs> the wrong Jessica one. has played the wrong one. Iron Iron Maiden. You're not allowed no. to be in charge of sound effects anymore. I know which one you want. I should have taken that power away from you after the didgeridoo. Iron Maiden. Excellent. Execute them. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, You humor me. I don't know how long that's going to last, but we'll enjoy it while we can. Um, Iron Maiden is super fun. So um, Seabar got it just in time for our Bells meeting last week, which was amazing. So we had some solid time for the Bells to play it. And... It's the best response that I've seen to a new Stern in maybe ever. (laughs) It's my best response to a new Stern because it's completely different. Um, Keith Elwin's Archer design, which I know you've played Archer and I didn't play Archer. So I don't know exactly how much has changed. Yeah. But man, that Um, whole upper middle section is so interesting and so much fun to shoot. Yeah. It's nice to break away from the, um, sweet the, the typical sweet spots on flippers like 
you kind of know if it's three quarters of the way down, you're hitting the ramp. Or if it's at the tip, you're going around the loop. It, it's just nice that that stuff's changed and moved around, but not in a clunky, hard to find way. Um, I thought Archer was a really smooth shooter and um, layout wise, it's, it's about the same. They stripped out a lift ramp, um, a subway, a couple little things like that, that I think will be enhancements on the premium in LA for sure. But sure. Um, what's left in there didn't disrupt kind of uh, what makes the game great. So yeah, that's good. There's that the upper middle section has, Someone was saying that it, it reminded them of some solid state uh, games, like a tight loop off that upper right flipper. And then mm-hmm. there's that little upper left flipper that almost hits like a hidden, almost like the gem shot in Tron, like cuts through and then comes out. Or it goes up to hit that little stand up for super jackpot. Right. But so many interesting, cool shots, tight shots, like shots that you really need to dial in. But it's always fun to play so even when i was getting beaten down on it i had a really good time playing it um and i managed to figure out there's um those triangles the power pyramid triangles that are on the left side of the screen that kind of start gray and then they turn colors and they go and i'm just like at first i was like i have no idea what's happening and then i was watching other people play and seeing what they were doing i was like aha like i actually figured it out which was great the one thing that was driving me crazy with the game was um, that the audio cues are very like shoot the Phoenix, shoot the albatross, shoot whatever. And it would say names of things, but they were all the same thing or like each there was a, you know, one shot would share a lot of different names. I think depending on the mode you were in, but none of those names are written anywhere on the play field, anywhere near the shot. So of all of the games that everyone played, everyone had a really good time, but every single game, it's like, what the heck is this? Like, what is that shot? And you don't know what it is. And there's nothing telling you because, you know, we, we talk at bells about reading rules and looking at the play field and being able to figure out where things are and what things are called that the game may say, there's nothing to indicate what any of those shots are. And the fact that they share names is like sarcophagus is also tomb is also mummy and i'm like okay i (laughs) this is gonna drive me bonkers i almost want to make like my own overlay for the glass that says what each of the things are called or just lay it over so that i know where i'm shooting the ball um because that was the thing that was driving me crazy it was fun to play but i spent a lot of time saying i don't know what you're talking about um yeah yeah. talking back to the game Um, but that being said, I did stay for like two hours after Bells was over and just played it a lot and I'm excited to play it again. Um, Portland got it pretty early. So Seabar got it. We've got it at Blackbird and Quarter World now. So we've got three of them out. Seattle doesn't have any yet. Um, so we were definitely, well, it was kind of, people were like, I was excited to play it. And when I went up to Seattle with people to go play pinball, I was like, oh, there's no Iron Maiden yet. You guys should get Iron Maiden like right now. And I know they're getting it, um, but I I'm feel very fortunate that we got it in Portland so that I had time to play it before I left for the trip. But um, yeah, it's fantastic. Really, really fun. 
Um, all credit to Keith Allen for making a really interesting design. And, you know, I wouldn't expect anything less because, you know, when you're a player, you want to be able to play something that's fun and interesting. And this definitely is. Um, one of my bells had a shot that was worth like 90 million points. And we don't know why it was worth 90 million points. Uh, I was talking to Bowen and he said he had a shot that was like 222 million points and he didn't know why it was 222 million points. So there's a lot to figure out. Like the game seems really complicated, um, but not in not in a Star Wars way where it's annoying, you know, like, oh, you have to move this and hit this and do this. It's not mechanically complex. It's, uh, it's got depth. Yes. Yes, totally. Um, but still super fun to shoot. I, I had a really great time playing it. I'm excited for you to be able to actually play it so that we can talk more about it. But, um, I had a really good time playing it. Bells had a really good time playing it. Um, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, when uh, when Ellen went over there, um, my fear was that the the layout that he had come up with Archer was going to be, uh, I don't know how to put it, like too corporatized. Like, oh, we're going to have to change this, we're going to change that. People aren't going to get this, or they're not going to get that. Uh, but no, they they kept it intact, and and it is what he made, and that's that's fantastic. I'm super happy about that so yeah well and there are some things like when it's like shoot the underworld which is also the albatross and the phoenix and several other things i think that's when the lift ramp is going to come into play like on the premium la le yeah yeah for sure that that's causing a little bit of the shot doubling so but it's annoying like don't why change the game i understand like premium have more features like do your powder coating do your whatever but why do you have to change the actual play of the game? I that's I 100% agree. Um, give us the same game, just make make a compelling reason for why people upgrade. I think that with dialed in, more people buy LEs than standards, and they play the exact same way. Yeah. But there's reasons to go LE, so people do. Um, I would love to see that be more of a industry standard where I, and in the long run it's cheaper to manufacture one version but right. uh i mean everyone's got their business model and that's what they're going with but it would be a lot nicer for the player to have a unified experience for every machine they walk to but yeah i get that for sure yeah well i mean if it's gonna confuse people <laughs> especially right. um like shoot under the thing. There's no under. Nothing has an under. Where <laughs> yeah. where am I supposed to put this? <laughs> well, that was uh, like with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, one of the mystery awards was increased spinner score, and there's no spinner on the pro. So I I remember, I remember there some some guy saying, "Where's the spinner? What? Where's the spinner? Like, there's no spinner on this." He's like, "Well, it said increased spinner score." Like, yeah, there's no spinner. Like, sorry, but. <laughs> See, but I kind of love that humor, like in TNA, where some of the random mystery awards are things that don't exist. Like, Lion Man. I'm like, wait, what? Um, (laughs) There are some that sound like, I I forgot, I I was reading them at TPF, but there are are some that are legitimately funny and would throw you off if you didn't realize that there was a joke happening. I think there's like, 
like lose your entire score or something is one of them. And obviously it never selects it, but it's in the cycle. Uh, there, there were a few funny ones. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's nice when people have fun in pinball, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, people have fun in pinball? No. Sound right. No. And in fact, one of the, I decided not to do this one because I've just decided if people are frustrated about something, go ahead and let them be frustrated and I'll just shut up about it. But I wanted to um, have a segment where I read the most ridiculous comments I could find for the week. Mm -hmm. And um, I decided not to do that because it would be way too easy for people to search who I was talking about. Cause you know, all they'd have to do is put the exact phrases I used in Google and it would take them to the thread I ripped it from. <laughs> but uh, a lot of it was um, based on people who were saying that they weren't going to order Iron Maiden because the text was too basic. I was like, whatever, you're too basic. Like, come on, like, seriously? <laughs> because the text isn't in the Iron Maiden font? We don't need to cancel orders because of the font on the LCD screen, do we? Like, gosh, we're severely losing our way here. Um, or the the spinning disc stuff on the JJP. There was a lot of gems that that popped up and um, personal offenses. I mean, you would think that some of these people between some of this stuff had been offended personally, but not just them, but also their father. Uh, their father's father and everyone back through Adam. I mean, it was, there's some people who take this really personally and I decided not to do it, but let people know that I'm aware. Um, and I laughed at myself at times, but I won't be, I won't be that awful guy who puts people on blast. Right. So. We'll just talk about it later. Okay. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you have an iron maiden nearby. Oh yeah. We can talk about it later. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you have an Iron Maiden nearby. Um, I also would love to see how it goes as you get more time on it. Because the one of the things that people are saying is that once you kind of get locked into the play field, it plays really long. Um, oh. So I'm going. I'm going to guess that people are going to start setting these up really tough. Um, they're going to put tighter tilts on it. They're going to make it steeper, and they're going to adjust that so that they get the ball time they want. But um, with that longer ball time, people should learn the rules a little bit quicker than with other games. So a lot of the confusing weird stuff or some of the deeper strategies will probably be discovered faster than with other games. So that's going to be kind of cool, too. Yeah. Or I'll legit just write some post-it notes and say what each of the shots are <laughs> called and stick them on the glass. You can do that, too. Ask the person who's playing um, a, a, like in front of you if you can tape a like kind of a cheat sheet to their back. So while they're playing, you can review what those shots are. <laughs> then you don't have to mess up the glass for your game. I shouldn't have to study for a pinball. Yeah. Oh, let me give you a helpful tint uh, talking about taping stuff to glass. Uh, go with the post-it note that works. Yep. Or if you're going to use tape, use masking tape or painter's, painter's tape. tape. Never do what I did oh, because no. I had that pin golf tournament like two months ago now. Mm -hmm. I still have scotch tape on some of my glass um, <laughs> because I used a real cheap brand. And as you try and peel it, it just Ugh. breaks off in little pieces. And I'm terrified of the Invisiglass on the JJP games. Like, can I use Gugan on that? I don't know. Is it going to oh. screw up the coatings? Because sometimes someone breathing on it too heavily will cloud that sucker over for six weeks. Um <laughs> I love how the glass looks. I hate the maintenance to go with it, but uh, 
I even asked on the JJP forums, like, how should I do it? People are like offering some actually really helpful stuff. I'm going to try like pull the glass, wet a sponge and let it sit there for an hour to see if it'll loosen it up. But um, yeah, don't, mm. don't use scotch tape on your glass. It's a nightmare um, later on. And I'm afraid to sc- that I'll scratch the coating using a razor blade. So I know that trick. I would do that on any other pinball machine, but dialed in a Wizard of Oz, I'm just a little hesitant. So Yeah, don't chance it. That would okay. be terrible. Um, yeah, so Iron Maiden, thumbs up. Uh, excellent, as Bill and Ted so gracefully put it. Yes. Bill it didn't sound that you didn't want to play. Well, so, I was fine. I was fine playing it. I just, you had to want it a little bit more. Um, but no, that's... I mean, I made you go find it and download it so that we could put it in the show. So there was, I mean... I know. It wasn't cool of me not to immediately play it after we went through that process, but... It's okay. I made, I made it in. And they're making a new Bill and Ted movie, so... I know. Oh, Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. We'll yeah, see. So everything's getting a sequel or remake. Um from the age of one for like from when we were teens or kids. Um, I even saw that they're doing a sequel to Napoleon dynamite. I'm like, they are doing everything. Yes. So, uh, only if it's the LaFonda show, all LaFonda all the time. I know. (laughs) I don't know what it's going to be because I don't know what you can do there, but, And she came into, uh, I used to work hotels in Chicago and she came to stay with us at this hotel. I was so excited and I knew when she was coming in. So I was like at the desk, like, oh my God, it's LaFonda. She's so freaking tall and like gorgeous. Oh, dying when she walked in. Crushing pretty hard on LaFonda. Yep. I mean, it wouldn't be. when, uh, When that movie came out, I lived just a few houses down from John Heater and so it was playing in a local theater by us and uh, I went and saw it with my wife. We were dating at the time and we're like super confused at what we were watching the whole time. Cause it hadn't been hyped up or anything yet. It was just kind of like this local guy's thing and everybody kind of in the college town was going and checking out the guy's show. And um, boy, I had no idea it was going to become <laughs> what it did. <laughs> MTV picked it up. It was all over. So, but mm. now, no, who knows? Maybe we'll get a pinball machine out of it, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be the new Boboli. The, uh, what'd you say? All right. I've enough of that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I, I slightly teased something earlier. Unless you have something else to say about Iron Maiden, because I actually. Don't, don't until I play it, but yeah, no, I want you to play it and then we can talk about it more. And I want to play it more before I talk about it more. Okay. I'll, I will make my best efforts to play it as soon as I possibly can. All right. Um, I do have to admit something. Uh Oh, uh, this past week I gave up on the Pinberg 2018 dream. What? Yeah. I'm so far down the list. That so I went ahead. Lame. So lame. I, I am. I'm not disputing this. I'm not even like trying to say no, I'm not because I, I just say yes, I am. 
And um, I will admit that once again, I have registered for California Extreme. So me and six other guys in the pinball community <laughs> will be having a great it's actually a, a stern uh, pro circuit event this year. So maybe some people will stay home and play in it, but let's be honest. Pinberg's kind of where it's at. So yep. probably not many, but yeah. Um, next year. Again, you better be on it next year. I know. See like next year though, there's also the whole idea that I'm not going to um, be traveling to Alaska like a few weeks later. So that makes it a little bit easier. Um, I was on it though. That's the thing. <laughs> I was at my computer desk hitting F5 repeatedly and it never showed in stock, but um, I'm, I'll be at California extreme. Come say hi. Okay. Are you going to record the show there too? <laughs> no, but thank you for helping with that transition. So we are recording this live in Denver during the Rocky Mountain Pinball Showdown. Um, we are. So cha- yes, change your plans and get there, be there. And uh, what is that, June 11th and 12th or something, or 12th and 13th? Tacoma Shadows, sorry. We're not North talking West about Pinball that. Northwest Arcade Show forever. For never. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Pinball Podcast will be there live for like the fifth or sixth year in a row. Mm. And... I wanted to have a topic this time. Um, So we're going to do something that sounds really stupid and it probably (laughs) is really stupid, but in the long run, I think it'll be really fun and nothing different than our usual. Oh no, worse than the usual. (laughs) Um, The idea is that I think it's time to declare who belongs on the pinball Mount Rushmore. So we're going to do this. And this is how it's going to work. For everyone out there, she has not heard about this idea. So <laughs> I meant to keep it genuine and uh, let her know at this oh, moment. God. So this is how it's going to work. Uh, there's four faces on Mount Rushmore, as you know. Elvira, Rudy. Yes. Um, Freddy Krueger. Uh, there's four faces on Mount Rushmore, the monument in South Dakota. And so we're going to take the four people in pinball's um, history and past pa- and present, if you if you want, and we're going to choose the four people that need to go on there. But this is how we're going to do it. You and I will go ahead and select two on the normal cor- course of our show, mm-hmm. and then we'll let the listeners help us uh, nominate and select the third face. And then the fourth phase will be decided at the live show. But since there's only four people at the live show, um, they'll have to choose from the nominees of the list, the listener base, if that makes sense. So you and I will each choose a face. The listeners will choose the third face. They'll nominate a fourth face, which will be hashed out and chosen from at the live show. And then we'll have all four. Does that make sense? <laughs> Define <Then>, sense. <laughs> Listen, you. <laughs> all right. Then, when all four faces are uh, decided upon, um, you're going to sculpt them close. Mm-hmm. I will be working with an artist to create a version of it of the four people we choose, and um, 
I want to see if, if when it's done, people like them and there's interest, we'll go ahead and sell some prints or shirts or whatever. And then we can donate some of that money to pinball outreach project. What do you think? Okay. That's the one part you like. Yeah. (laughs) Stickers or whatever, but I don't know if, if the artist pulls it off in kind of a neat way, it could be kind of fun. Um, and people could tell us how we're so stupid for leaving off so-and-so and and Well, yeah, when there's only four, you're going to piss off a lot of people. You're going to piss me off. I have to pick one. Uh, so here's, here's the part that I, I was, um, chastised by, um, no longer friend of the show, Don, uh, Walton Jr., I wanted to do five because that's a pinball number. You know, you always have three ball or five ball games and old EMs are almost always five balls. And that's a pinball number five and three would have been too hard. So I was going to cheat it and say, let's do five faces, but it just wouldn't have looked right in the artistic rendition. And I think if you're going to go and do this, um, four makes every pick like super, super count and Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard. So yeah. Really freaking hard. We don't have to pick any of the four faces right now, but you want to throw out some uh, ideas of kind of the direction you're thinking? Well, I mean, there's so many directions you can go, right? So you can do designer. Yeah. You can do people like in the community who are influential. There's there's places to go that kind of pointed in... But also, I don't know that people would recognize <laughs> like faces. So. They can have name tags. Don't worry about it. They can wear bling. They can wear bling with their name. <laughs> um, so, so here's some of the, the names that to throw out a few names. Uh, I would say uh, Steve Kordak would be a good one um, in the nominee pool. Uh, I think his uh, addition of flippers to the game is a big deal. Um, I would say Roger Sharp is a good name to throw out there. Um, not just for the whole shot uh, to re-legalize pinball, but just for all that he has done in pinball over the years. Um, there's a million designers and you could just, Steve Kordak was a designer, obviously, but you know, there's going to be a lot of people who would say like Steve Ritchie or Pat Lawler. Um, there's a lot to be or said Steve about. Or Harry- J-pop. <laughs> not not J-pop. Why I not? Think, I think it would get defaced. <laughs> and who's going to chisel all that hair? Mm, what about Python? See, that's... There's a lot of reasons why you would nominate someone like him. I'm not yeah. saying you couldn't nominate J-pop. Um, but then obviously you have like Harry Williams who founded... Williams Electronics. Um, and then Gary Stern obviously helped pull pinball through a very down and screwy time. Um, so there's a lot of people actually. Then you're going to say, okay, we'll think about how much the IFPA has been involved in growing pinball. So you have Roger Sharp, but do you need to have like Josh or Zach or Sharp as well? Uh, do you want Steve Kordek community. again? Yeah, community side, Eka Schneider. Yeah, there's, for there's a reading bell. And we're going to have to come down to four. And we're turning two of them over to the listeners. I'll fudge well, the belts. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Our, our voting server is running through Russia. 
So what I'll, what I'll do is I'll set up a Google um, survey that people can just uh, freely answer. So we'll get a lot of like Dick Dickerson's and things like that coming in, but um, we'll also get Kenny your mama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll get those, but then we can also just kind of see which direction people are leaning early on and then get a nominee pool. Um, if anyone votes, like if, if the listeners or whatever vote Jack Danger in, we're just going to have to put a giant butt. Maybe for those that are living, we can ask them how they want to be represented on this. No, he doesn't get to choose. It's a giant butt. Okay. If Jack Danger is one of the four faces, it will actually no, maybe not that'll be influence people to actually... Oh, because for the lulls, as the kids say? For the butts? So, butts up on the mountain, I guess. Um, <laughs> I saw that documentary. Yeah. It was, it's pronounced butte, actually. <laughs> so, That's not how they were saying it. Um, yeah. There, there's a lot of people, when you really start to think about it, that that would belong on this. But I'm sorry, we can't have 47 faces on a mountain. That's just... That's too much. So we can, we can come back on the next show with our first pick or picks because we're doing it on the spot now. It'd be pretty rough. And we, we probably to not just sit here and talk all night. We'd probably rush it a little bit, but, Mm. um, all right, well, I'll start thinking about the thing. We're going to fight. It's going to be so fun. (laughs) That actually won't be bad. I know. We're going to fight. It's been a while. I mean, fight, Iron Man fight. talk died down a long time ago. So well, It's been replaced with a much better Iron game. Uh. <laughs> True T- story. Okay, so that's that was the announcement. Um, you think that'll go okay? I think like... It's worth doing. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> I think it's going to be weird. It doesn't even have to be fine. It just has to be like not the worst. Oh, yeah. We can come up with worse. Yeah, we could. So yeah. um, right. if you'd seen the other five good. live shows. I mean, last year <laughs> we were giving away a box of Maverick trading cards, um, which actually was awesome. That was actually never mind. That was the best thing we've ever done live show. So. But uh, and if nobody shows up, then I will sit up there and I will choose myself. So, okay, wait. Did I did I tell you when I threw my pinball at the beach tournament? My friend Kurt was there from Portland Pinball Repair, um, fixing up the machines before we got started, and we were chatting. I don't even remember how it came up, but he was talking about um, being at a pinball show at some point when. When did Maverick come out? Uh, like the game was yeah probably like around ninety four, ninety five. I don't know. Okay. I should so know it. Seeing how it's show, your the, favorite game. Well, the Lauren Well Paddle Wheel is still the logo for the podcast. So <laughs> let me take a look. Keep talking, and I'll just interrupt you rudely with it when it with the date. It's a good thing it. we didn't go ahead and change the logo to the three uh, disc JJP design like we talked about. 
It almost happened. And you know what? I was right. Maverick the Pinball Machine came out in 1994. There you go. All right. So he was at a pinball show in 1994. Probably Pinball Expo. There was a tournament, like a booth had a row of Mavericks. It was all Mavericks. Yes. And they had a tournament on the Mavericks. And the prize when you won the tournament was a Maverick. (laughs) Just take the one on the end. (laughs) What? This is amazing. Can we please recreate this tournament? (laughs) You know, Lyman did the software on that game. I still haven't played one. I like it, actually. I think that if you could make a mod to speed up the amount of time it takes for the ball to go through the Lauren Bell paddle wheel, it would dramatically increase the the, uh, enjoyability of that game. It's not a great game, but it's it's fine. Um, we, we mentioned it probably on about 45 of the first 50 episodes of the show. So it's nice to be doing it again. Um, little flashback. Yeah. Maverick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I, there's a name Lyman totally would be mm-hmm. a viable name. Um, I ran this idea by a few people before I, you because i respect your time to know. no because I, I respect your time not theirs and if it was going to be a bomb then i wasn't even going to bring it up to you um i don't want you to think less of me you think very little already so and then i got names like clay harrell and at first people would say "Ooh, divisive but then i started to think because i used to do a ton of repair and restoration work and i thought about i've brought easily over 100 games back from the dead like as in this game does not work to this game now is 100% based on what I learned or even going step-by-step through Clay's old guides. Um, So it's going to be hard to narrow down to four, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see what people put out there into the worlds. Yes. Yeah. I will be interested to see for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't have any other news, but, do you have any shout outs? There's one actually I want to mention. Um, I was going to jump in on it when you mentioned Taylor earlier. Oh, that was before the show. You didn't mention Taylor on the show. Um, now he knows I was talking about him. Gosh, it was actually nice. Good stuff. I was, was saying was nice on me. So, um, <laughs> so obviously people should know by now that Taylor makes the uh, replacement rails um, under his brand Reese rails. And on his Facebook page for Reese Rails, he posted that he was going to sell some shirts. And uh, they look super cool. And he's gauging interest on that right now. And I want him to do it. And so I'm leveraging you people to go check out Reese Rails on Facebook and see if the shirt design interests you. If it doesn't interest you, there's something wrong with you because they look awesome. And uh, I have to do it right now. Yeah, check it out. They look I super good. I follow on Instagram, but not. So no. on the front, it's got the electric shock warning symbol that he uses. Um, the hand getting shocked with the exposed wire. And on the back is updated Reese Rails logo. And. Uh, Telling him right now. You're doing what? I'm telling him I want a shirt. Oh, on Facebook. Done. And I just got a notification because you I replied to that thread earlier, but they look good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. And then 
so as not to create uh, jealousy and division within the ranks of the podcast he co-hosts. Um, congrats to Tommy for winning an award for his Fathom um, at Pinball at the Zoo. They won That's the so best in show there. So I'm jealous of the machine, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But I want to praise Tommy. So if he ever uh, sells it, I could be in that list of 457 <laughs> people that want it. That could be okay. Speaking of machines that we're fawning over. Yeah. Um, I was super bummed because I, I sent a message to Jack uh, letting him know that I would be in Chicago after Pinburg. Oh, hey, people in Chicago. I'm going to be in Chicago after Pinburg. So let's hang out and play pinball. Um, but I was I was like, okay, coming to Chicago with my Australian mates from Brisbane. We're all going to go there after Pinburg because we're flying from Brisbane to Pinburg together. And then we're all going to go to Chicago. And it's going to be great. Um, and I was like, I would like to see you. And we're, we're going to do a big flip frenzy at Logan Arcade, which is going to be amazing. And um, he was like, uh, cool. And then he posted like a couple days after that, that Stargazer was leaving his lineup. And I'm like, but what? How's it not coming to here, though? <laughs> what? you hear I'm coming and then you get rid of the game that I want to come and play for like hours and hours on end. And it kind of broke my heart a little bit. Um, so <laughs> you should go down to the golden state pinball festival. Cause they'll have, well, it's the, it's the old Pinagogo team that's putting on this show now. Um, and I wish I could go. It's my friend Matt's wedding weekend, and I can't even make it to his wedding because I am co-hosting Powder Puff in Seattle. Right. I think we talked it's about that at one point. my heart. But they yeah. had a great Stargazer there that I spent a lot of time playing last time. And people were just walking past it, not, not like realizing, hey, if you haven't played this yet, you're going to want to play it because you might not walk across one of these for a really long time again, but... Yeah. It was awesome. I very much want one. Mm, I know. I want one too. Um, so that was kind of, kind of a bummer to hear that that was a thing. Um, that I wasn't going to get to play in Chicago. So if anyone if anyone else out there has one that they want to let me come play, uh, I would be eternally grateful because, oh my gosh, I love that game. And I just, I just want to lay fingers on flippers again. Um, but... Yeah, that segues nicely into, oh, hey, I'm co-hosting Powder Puff, the women's tournament in Seattle at Shorty's uh, Memorial Day weekend, co-hosting with Maureen, who runs Babes in Pinland, which is the women's tournament group up in Seattle. So it's going to be a Bells and Babes co-produced uh, joint this year. And we're going to use the Chess Swiss format that I've been doing for my Battle of the Bells. So we're switching the format up. It's going to be super uh, welcoming and friendly to newer players. Everyone gets a minimum of five rounds in. So um, it's not like the two-strike knockout situation, which has been happening there previously. So shaking it up a little bit, and it should be a lot of fun. Um, do you have anything else? I have, I have a whole like Australian segment. Okay, I just have one thing to mention because I don't know yeah. what it is yet. Um, if you know or if other people know, fill me in. I don't know how I would have missed it. But um, did you see the uh, Facebook page pop up for Riptide Pinball Podcast? No. 
Okay. I, I only, haven't been on Facebook a lot. I only saw it because some other people were um, liking it. And so I looked. It appears to be that it's going to be a new pinball podcast that is hosted by women. But I don't know who yet. Mm, um, excellent. There, there are no websites out yet. But based on the comments that I saw, it would be a, a two woman show, which is awesome. We don't have, I like that. Yeah. We don't have one of those. Uh, there's the Mrs. Pin pinball podcast. Which, um, she's hosting that solo. Mrs. Pins pinball podcast. Uh, it's a woman who is hosting her own pinball podcast <laughs> who goes by the moniker, Mrs. Pin and her husband is Dr. Pin. I think it was. And um, that's the least helpful description after saying the name of the thing, which is the exact description you just. Well, I, I'm getting, I'm getting to it. So here's the the hook of it all. The hook isn't that it's just a woman, right? Um, she's learning a lot, at, so she's kind of new to pinball, and so she covers a lot of kind of newcomer friendly stuff. Um, hmm. Her husband's been playing longer, and uh, so that's the the idea of it. So if people want to check that out as well, we definitely need more um, female voices in pinball. So that's cool. Heck yeah, we do. Okay. Give it to me. um, The segment that you just teased. Oh yeah. I don't know that it's actually a real segment, but I'm just going to talk about my Australian stuff because I leave in eight days. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) How long are you going to be gone? Um, I'll be gone for three weeks. Yeah, that's a while. Yeah, so going back to Australia, be there for three weeks. Um, going to be playing in the Flip Frenzy at Netherworld in Brisbane, which is super exciting because that's like the full-on version Flip Frenzy as opposed to the one that I'm running, which is uh, a version of the Flip Frenzy that Scott developed. Um, so really, really excited to actually play in an official one. And I'm also playing in a tournament that Dr. John is hosting at the Pinball Grotto. So that'll be fantastic. That's all the first weekend I get into town. So I get in on Wednesday and it's literally, it's like Friday, Saturday tournament, tournament. But um, it'll be great. I'm super excited. Dr. John's is on uh, Star Wars Day. So I don't. I don't know if he's going to be dressed as Princess Leia or what's going on, but certainly hope so. Um, I don't know if I hope for that, but. (laughs) Don't ruin this for me. Um, Yeah. So playing at the grotto and then playing flip frenzy on Saturday and then Sunday, um, I'm trying to get some of my Brisbane mafia and Netherworld mates to go to see the Brisbane lions, Australian rules football. Uh, they're playing at home and I fell in love with Aussie rules when I was there in like 2004 because it's ridiculous and acrobatic and wonderful. Um, so I'm actually going to go to a sports thing when I'm there, (laughs) which I'm stoked about. (laughs) So we're going to meet up at Pancadia and then go over to the game. So, um, so that'll be fantastic. Um, and this trip around, I'm doing the Cooley Classic, um, which is in Coolangatta, 
Gata? I think I said that right. Dr. John has been criticizing. (laughs) I didn't think it could get any worse. Just did. There it is. Oh, God. Um, He was critiquing my Aussie pronunciations. I'm like, damn it. I need need to learn. So uh, I'm just going to be doing that. Um, Cooley Classic is like later in May. And so it's right before I come back. And I come back just in time to do powder puff um and then i'll be going back at some point so our next episode will probably be recorded in australia fancy it'll be a different day for you than it will be for me i'll be in the future i can tell you all of the pinball news Mm Hmm. yep it'll be great um and i did an exciting thing tell me about this okay it was a lot of work and it's still a work in progress. Um, so I appreciate all of my Aussies being patient as we work out some kinks. But uh, are you familiar with the pinball map? Yes. And I actually know what you're going to say, but I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let you have this moment. <laughs> so um, for our listeners who use the pinball map here in the States, Anywhere that you go to travel, you can open up the pinball map, either the app or the website, and the app's on iPhone and um, Android platforms, and you can choose your uh, closest region, and it will show you all the places to go play pinball near you. Um, It's an amazing app. It was actually developed um, by a fellow CFF member from Portland, who no longer lives in Portland, but I found out that oh hey cff connection hi Mm -hmm. so reached out to rom and um said hey i would like to do this for um brisbane and the gold coast in australia and pinball map up until this point has exclusively been something um in the states it hasn't gone outside of north america So, um, worked to go in and get all of the locations there that have pinball and all the machines, which up until that point, um, Lambo in Brisbane had been keeping a Facebook post and people would post, uh, updates like, oh, this machine is gone from this spot or the spot closed down or whatever it may be. And then he would maintain this giant master list. So he was doing all this work. Um, and it was a little, you know, cumbersome for one person to handle that kind of thing, as you can imagine. And so when I saw that that was there, I was like, how can we get this to work? So been working with Rom and there are certainly some things that don't um, quite match what's happening on the back end with pinball map. So we're working to, to get everything as functional as possible. Like phone numbers aren't formatted the same, so they won't go into the system. Uh, that's because uh, they dial the other direction, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I had to recycle that <laughs> stupid. God. <laughs> so um, the other thing that I discovered when I was looking up locations is that addresses there don't always have a street address. Sometimes it's just a street name and I don't understand how that works. So um, I couldn't do the thing that you can do here where you can just enter a street address and it geotags it and you can pull up the map and it'll show you exactly how far the place is from you. I actually had to go in to Google Maps, look the place up, zoom in on the place, and then find latitude and longitude and enter them all manually. You just said said more work than I 
would have been able to put in this. So <laughs> you're a pinball saint. I'm putting your face on the mountain. Thank you for all you've done for pinball. Uh, could you please put a wallaby in my place? Thank you. Mm, kiwi. Kiwi. Oh my gosh, kiwis are so weird and amazing. Yeah, that's, yes, kiwi is kind of more like big schnoz, real awkward. That's more my animal, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> wallabies have way better balance than I have too. So that's accurate. Um, so yeah, I've been going in and I, I released it out to the world and I let everyone know that it was there and begged them to please forgive, um, <laughs> forgive some of the issues that may exist with it right now and let them know that I'm working hard to make sure that it's, you know, good and updated and, you know, let me know places that aren't in the right place. But, um, what I'm going to do when I'm there in May is I'm actually going to go visit all of the locations on the map and I am going to geotag them as I'm standing in front of them. This is, so this is a level of dedication that's bordering on worrisome <laughs> at this point. <laughs> no, but then I get to go play everywhere. That's true. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I want to go, I, I want to go see all the spots um, and this will be a good way for me to explore. So, uh-huh. um, and another yeah. ACDC and another ACDC. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, Uh, they they have a few, but not not a ton. I actually don't remember what machine it was they had the most of. But um, they say Akadaka or whatever. Akadaka. See, I speak Aussie. You totally do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's out in the world now. So if you are in Australia, um, if you're traveling in Queensland, if you're in the Brisbane or Gold Coast area, you can now pull up Pinball Map and see all the places. Um, I'm also going to, you know, print up some cards and stuff that when I go to the locations, they can put something up so people who play there see, oh, there's a way I can find more pinball and hopefully help to grow the community and make people, um, you know, develop an interest in people having an account on the app because you can update machine condition. You can post updates. So if a machine is added somewhere, you can add that in yourself. Right. Um, there were a couple of people who've sent me messages asking about, you know, waiting to make changes, like for changes to be approved the changes that need to be approved are only things like the location of the actual place, like something that's going to change the actual um, pinball location that's listed, but you can update machines, you can update conditions. Like it's all user updated. So everything that people do on that app um, really keeps it super up to date. And then there's just a couple, you know, big picture type things that get changed um, at an admin level, which is going to be me and Lambo. So um you know, after this initial couple of weeks getting everything dialed in, it should be up and good to go. And I'm so excited that it's uh, kind of, I'm not going to say done because it's still a work in progress, but to be able to look at it and say, here are all the places and they're actually in one spot now. You don't have to go track them down in a million different spots. That is awesome. Yeah, I love it. That is pretty cool. Um, And as that refines, that's just be an awesome asset for another place in the world. Our impact is intercontinental. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And I guess you could partially transcontinental. You're 
partway across the country. So, yeah, that counts. Yeah. Yeah. Good work. Thank you. Well, that's, uh, that's all that I have going on. Okay. I wish that's I had an applause lot. sound, but I don't. So. <laughs> oh, uh, you could have just taken the excellent. That's true. And, um, like you can play me some air guitar. <laughs> so what, yeah, I don't know if you have any other additional shout outs or anything, but, um, just people look for when we post the stuff about the stupid Mount Rushmore pinball. Also help us come up with a name for it. Would you just call it Mount pinball? But that sounds weird. And I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of just putting pin in front of anything. So don't, don't send Mount pin more or pin more pin rush more or rush pin. So those names are out. Um, otherwise give your suggestions unless you have a truly clever, um, use of pin, but it has to be truly clever. Uh, well, I'm not going to wear that on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, why the heck not? I don't know, but uh, yeah, Let, let's let's do it. Let's have fun with it. Um, I think that's it for me. Yeah, me too. Good, good job. Good talking. Yeah, go check out Iron Maiden. It seems to be popping up everywhere, people. I hope so. I'm glad to see it out in the world. I hope more places are getting it, so more people can be playing it because it's awesome. Yeah. And my hope is by the time you're back in our good country, that I'll have uh, at least notification that my TNA is on the line. It's getting close. I'm watching the numbers and it, I, I think I'm within 20 or 30 now. So. Excellent. So. And they're doing them in batches of 50, right? So. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the next, well, maybe I'm in the current batch. Or no, I'm in the next batch. So always know your batch. Yeah. So it's this is one of those good batches. So. <laughs> All right then. That is <laughs> On that a note, show. It's a show. Woo. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Sounds good. Ah, I misclicked. <laughs> <laughs>